Hello to episode 34 of the Phillies Focus Pod. And just like that, it all comes to a crashing end. Um, yeah, yeah, I've given it a little bit of time after the uh, extremely disappointing Game 7 loss. After after everything this team had going for them. The, the amazing highs, just like last year through the, uh, the beginning stretch of the postseason. Um... All came to a screeching halt again, um, shut down essentially by another bullpen for the most part. Um, Brandon Fat and uh, and Merrill Kelly pitched great in in Game Seven, but um, for the most part, we really went down for the second straight year to a uh, a really talented bullpen that got hot at the right time. I mean, um, but. All this to say, yeah, very, very disappointing end to the season for the Phils. Obviously, <clears throat> everyone from the players to the management to the fans all had uh, much higher expectations for for the end of the season. Um, so to go down and in the way in which we did to a uh, truly just an inferior team, um, you know, they they played better than us. They absolutely earned that series victory. Um, but from a talent perspective, we were far and away the better team. Um, really just got to question some, uh, some of the mentality, uh, of this team going into the series. Um, I was really big when we went up two to nothing, uh, in very convincing fashion over the Diamondbacks to start the series, the first two in Philly, um, after that, go as we were heading, or as they were heading to Arizona, with the two nothing lead, uh, Garrett Stubbs was he was kind of getting out of hand a little bit on this stretch. He said uh, after we beat the Braves in the locker room when they were partying, he said uh, "fuck the Braves" and "fuck whoever the <clears throat> or, uh, and whoever the fuck we play next," uh, referring to the the Diamondbacks. So I could. You can tell there, um, obviously that's just Garrett Stubbs. Uh, he doesn't speak for the whole team, but you can kind of see that there was some overlooking going on at that time. It was, I think that was the first series, um, aside from the Marlins wildcard series, uh, the first big series that the Phillies have been the favorites in um, in these last couple years, um, where it seems like they kind of thrive as the underdog. So it didn't seem like they handled it very well, being the overwhelming favorites. They were the favorites at that point um, to win the World Series, let alone just to beat the Diamondbacks. Um, so I didn't like that. And then obviously the Stubbs quote um, that they were going to be beelining for the pool once they clinched in Arizona. As soon as I heard that, I cringed. Um, you know, that's that's. did you not learn anything from the the mentality of the Braves and how it seemed like they overlooked the Phillies and um, took some things for granted um, and how that worked out for them. So as soon as I saw that with Stubbs, I just, I could not stand the quote. Um, I hated the mindset going out there. It was, it was as if they had it wrapped up. It was as if they, uh, they totally overlooked Arizona's capability and what they did to get them there um, after those first two games in Philly. So, um, yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things that um, if you put if you if you had put any weight into the concept that um, Arcia from the Braves his uh, 
his comments about Bryce Harper after Game 2 of the NLDS, if you put any weight into the concept that that ended up motivating Bryce Harper and the, the Phillies as a whole, um, well, then you you can't not say that Stubbs's comments um, wouldn't serve as the same motivation for a, uh, a, a struggling Diamondbacks team at the time. Um, didn't didn't follow too much in the post-game uh, press conferences or interviews or that much after the Phillies lost Game 7. Um, however, I did see that uh, Tori Lovello, Diamondbacks manager, did um, address the Stubbs comment, and he did say that it did galvanize the team and motivated them, and they took offense to it. Um, so, yeah, I... I don't think that those comments alone were the difference in the series. However, I think that those comments are indicative of a uh, a larger problematic mindset that the Phillies um, had after they took the uh, the two two to nothing lead um, so con- as convincingly as they did. Um, so it's it's just very disappointing. It was very. Um, you know, hard to see this coming, really. I, I The last episode I did was after uh, Game 2, and it was, uh, as a fan, I was definitely feeling like it was uh, locked up. Um, I never want the team to feel that way, but as a fan, I definitely uh, was overlooking Arizona at that point. Even when they won Game 3, um, I thought it was just a blip in the radar. Um, game 4, Craig Kimbrell blowing it the way that he did. Um, thankfully, I it, I suppose we will never see him uh, pitch for the Phillies again. Uh, had about one or two good months, one in June and parts of July. And uh, <clears throat> other than that, it was just a roller coaster for him. But yeah, once he blew the eighth inning lead in um, in games in game four with the the Alec Thomas home run, that ultimately was the difference in the series. It. If he doesn't hit that home run in the eighth, the Phils likely go on to uh, to win Game Four to go up three to one with Wheeler on the mound in Game Five, and we likely take the series in five games if not for that um, Alec Thomas home run at that point. But uh, Kimbrel blew it. Our bullpen as a whole wasn't as sharp as it had been. Um, a lot of uh, inherited runners were being given up, uh, especially in Game Seven. Hoffman came in and. Uh, gave up a base hit um I think Alvarado wasn't sharp at all um yeah Kirkering started to uh to come down (coughs) off of uh how well he had been playing uh since his debut up until this series um so just a lot of things went wrong a lot of things went wrong and we were still right there with them you know we got thoroughly outplayed in game six and seven at home which were even even more uh, of a shocker and even more um, one thing, I guess, if we were scoring runs and maybe lost in some type of a shootout, but to really just get dominated um, from a, a game plan perspective. Um, Lavello t- decided in game six to take uh, Schwarber and Harper out of the equation, more or less pitch around them and let the other guys beat them. And obviously they did not, so that was the right call by Lavello. Um yeah, Game 7, they just singled them to death. Arizona just really singled the Phillies to death. I think they had one extra base hit. Um, 
what four to five stolen bases. Uh, they had they were waiting the whole series, but once they got their confidence, it was off to the races for them. And um, yeah, single stolen bases. Carroll was unbelievable. Marte. Um, it's just uh, just such a, an unfortunate end to such a an incredible season. Like I said, um, so many highs this year. It it really had that feeling of a redemption uh, type season after getting so close last year. Um, got within two games of the the World Series title last year. Um, had five more to go this year. We're stuck on that. Was stuck on six for a while, and then ultimately got stuck on five and lost the final two at, at home again. Um, much like we lost the last two at home versus Houston last year. So, really, just ran out of gas. Um, I would think uh, it doesn't seem like the best formula for uh, elongated postseason success is to just come out playing some of the best baseball that any playoff team has ever played. Um, kind of the last two years, they were just riding incredible hot streaks that uh, seemed inevitable that at some point that that type of uh, incredible play is going to fall off a cliff. And then at that point, you're going to need um, a different formula, a different, <laughs> a different formula to uh to get the job done at that point and they just weren't able to do it this year once the the bullpen started to falter and um our bigger bats didn't didn't hit as well as they had been um they just didn't really have any answers for this Diamondbacks team that uh seemed to figure out a a good good game plan to ultimately take them down and um yeah, yeah, as much as as great as it was uh, versus Atlanta, the incredible uh, offense and pitching performances on uh, virtually everyone from the Phillies. Boy, did that fall off a cliff against Arizona for some players. Um, starting with Castellanos, you know, can't overlook what he did in that span of uh, five home runs in eight at-bats. Uh, but after that fifth home run, the first uh, at-bat versus Arizona went hitless the rest of the series and just looked as bad as ever it's in terms of swinging at that outside pitch, uh, low and outside, outside in general, high. Um, just everything that was working for him against Atlanta totally inverted, and I think he ended up 0 for his last 23. Um just what a what a drop off a, cl- a cliff for him. Um, very very unfortunate end of the season for Castellanos. Um, Trey Turner, who was batting over five hundred for most of the duration of the postseason, really dropped off the last three to four games against Arizona as well. Um, he had his moments in Game Seven, didn't come through. Uh, I think he finished at O for his last. 14 or 15 um, in the series and ultimately the playoffs. Um, Harper cooled down still. Uh, uh, he had that one, what was it, in the third inning against um, in Game 7 that he, he thought he, he sent it to the opposite field, ended up right right on the warning track, just a couple feet in front of the wall, just missed it. Um, Schwarber woke up um, after he he had been the one struggling. He, he was one of the... Um, the best performing players uh, in the NLCS. Um, yeah, Bohm had the home run. Stott had the double. 
uh, followed by JT's hit in, um, what would it have been, the, the second inning. Um, or, no, Bones home run second, the, the slot double uh, was bottom of the fourth. Um, ended up scoring, and then uh, JT had a hit to left field. I think they should have sent... Um, sent Stott at that point. No, he didn't end up scoring. The Boehm led off with a walk. Stott doubled to get the Phillies the 2-1 to one lead, and then um, JT had a hit base hit to left field that um, they held Bryson Stott on because he had to wait a little bit to make sure it went through, but um, I guess on one hand, it's tough to make that that uh, that out at home plate if he gets thrown out. On the other hand, it was Nick Cassianos coming up who could not put a ball in play to save his life um, in the, uh, you know, the end part of the series. So uh, a lot, some question, questionable moves there. I'm sure nobody really thought that was going to be the end of the scoring for the Phillies at that point. But um, unfortunately it was. Uh, they really went down in the eighth and ninth without um, really any, any bit of a fight. That was as disappointing as anything to just kind of see them uh, lie down for Arizona. Um, obviously not that they weren't trying. It, uh, <clears throat> it was just unfortunate to not even get a base runner at that point and to just further, uh, be manhandled by this Diamondbacks team who, um, really shut, shut everyone up, shut everyone up. Analysts, fans, and the Phillies alike all got taken down by a team who ended up, uh, playing much better baseball for the last five games of the series. Um, there's no getting around that, so... A lot of things uh, to question moving forward in terms of um, postseason game plan and um, in search of longevity next year. You know, like I said, it'd be nice to uh, potentially not come out and um, and blow everything out so early because uh, I don't think that has sustainable success um, the more you look at it. So. A lot of questions regarding Aaron Nola and whether or not he will be resigning here. It doesn't look very likely at this point. Um, I do suspect him to become a St. Louis Cardinal, it would look like at this point, um, to be to be determined on that front. Uh, Reese Hoskins, um, highly doubt with the emergence of Rojas in center moving March to left and ultimately Harper to first base. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a place for uh, Reese Hoskins on this team anymore. Um, so it does seem like our lineup is set, bearing maybe a few bench uh, moves at this point. However, the Aaron Nola, if he does leave, that will open up a spot in the starting rotation um, that... Uh, I don't know if we target another free agent. I'm not really sure how much is available this offseason. As I know, Nola is considered the uh, the free agent prize. Um, but yeah, it, it does look like we'll, we'll need another top-of-the-rotation starter as McAvil is still probably another year off. Um, Andrew Painter, obviously, is at least a year off. And um, yeah, I guess you can... Christopher Sanchez might have a, a nice spot on this team after what he was able to accomplish um, through the second half of the season. Um, bye-bye, Kimbrell. Uh, good riddance. 
hope to never see you again. So, uh, you know, Kirkering's probably going to have a much larger role in this team next year. I don't know if they'll throw him right into the closer role. Um, but aside from that, I don't think we, I don't know uh, what's going to happen with Hoffman. Um, but uh, really just probably about one or two relief pitchers is all we'll be looking for. I, I've been saying this for years, but I would love uh, for this team to sign Joe Kelly. I think that he has so so much winning experience throughout the years in October um, that even if we're using him somewhat in like a, uh, you know, what uh, what Hoffman started out as this year, what Bilotti was last year, kind of like a, a sixth or seventh inning type of leverage guy uh, where you don't have to lean on him too much. But I think from a, uh, a locker room perspective and, and bringing, adding on to this culture, I, I would love to see the Phillies get Joe Kelly this offseason. Um, oh, man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just didn't expect at this point um, to be talking about these things right now. Uh, <clears throat> I've just been so caught off guard, uh, like I said, with everything that happened. But, um, but all in all, it was another really exciting postseason run that had been lacking um, for such a long time since the uh the 2011 Cardinals series um so uh so yeah a lot of things the Phillies can hang their hats on uh for this year a lot of uh bitter taste that hopefully will remain in their mouths and hopefully uh they can use that for motivation to uh to come back next year and hopefully right the ship this time it just it gets hard when you beat um potentially the best definitely the best team in the NL and one of the best teams in baseball the last two seasons in a row um, in Atlanta and as emphatically as the Phillies beat them, it's always just a little bittersweet to uh, not be able to capitalize on those wins. Um, last year, we kind of felt like the up-and-comers. Uh, it was a crazy Cinder Cinderella run, got to the World Series, and ultimately lost to uh, what was a much better team than them last year in the Houston Astros. So that was a little little bit, I think, easier to stomach. Um, to whereas, you know, playing as the overwhelming favorites against the Diamondbacks and going up two to nothing and three to two and losing the last two at home, um, this one's just never gonna sit right. This is one of those things the the Phillies and their history um, this will be indelible, and this will never go away. It's one of those uh, kind of franchise-defining losses, unfortunately. Now, the, the only question is, how do you respond? And the last time the Phillies lost uh, a series in such disappointing fashion, um, they fell apart and, you know, um, were in baseball desert for the following, you know, decade after that. So... Um, it doesn't look like that'll be the case this time, uh, but of course they always make it interesting. There's always adversity with this team. So, uh, the real question is how are they going to respond and are they going to come out of spring training better than they have the last few years, not dig themselves a hole where they have to essentially claw their way back the rest of the season and exert a lot of energy doing so, um, things like that uh rob thompson will be back um it's going to be a very similar looking team with a few minor adjustments um outside of the 
potential Aaron Nola difference. That will be the biggest uh, difference by far in this team next year. Um, but aside from that, yeah, it's going to be a very similar team. Um, still believe that they have what it takes to get the job done next year. But, um, you know, other teams are going to reload too. The Dodgers are going to be much better um, with their pitching staff, uh, most likely. Obviously, Atlanta's not going anywhere. Um yeah, yeah, so uh, just a very unfortunate one here. And um, just wanted to, I guess, therapeutically do do this episode in the form of kind of venting real time with uh, my emotions and my thoughts on the matter. I came into this with no notes and no intro, no nothing. Just kind of came right into it and just wanted to uh, go over just really where this went wrong. I mean, I really think it uh, there was a mentality that was... Uh, transcended confidence at the end of the series into cockiness when we took the lead into Arizona. I think they got cocky and they they just flat out overlooked them um, in a very similar way, I think, that the Braves have done with us the last few years. So, um, yeah, ended up not being a, a great matchup and the Diamondbacks just, yeah, got to tip your hats to them. They they got the job done. Um so yeah, yeah, I, uh, it's been a hell of a fun, or just a hell of a lot of fun this year, uh, following in a manner in which I don't think I ever followed as much as this season, and to do the uh, top 10 moments of the first half, the top 10 moments of the second half, um, might still consider putting together just a top 10 moments of this run in the postseason as well, just, uh, you know, to commemorate what was uh nonetheless such a fun run with so many great moments so much great energy and and so many great memories um so i thank you all so much to everyone who has listened uh to my podcast this year uh i thank you so much for your time uh taking taking time to listen to what my dumbass has to say about uh this phillies team and and everything that they've done this year um so yeah, I'm gonna take a take a break uh from the pod. I will likely uh be doing some more episodes once there's some movement on the the free agent realm or around the winter meeting sometime around that do a check in and then you know get more back in the swing of it once we get back uh down to clearwater and preparing for the twenty twenty four season um so that'll do it that'll do it for this year's uh Philadelphia Phillies season. Came to an unfortunate, disappointing, crashing end, but they will hold their heads up high and uh, and try to get back at it next year and hope hope for a better outcome this time. Um, you know, nothing comes easy, and in life, adversity, if you take it the right way, will serve to make you much stronger in the long run and ultimately make the successes taste that much sweeter once you taste the uh, the bitterness of failure. So, um. Hopefully that will be their mantra moving forward, and uh, and yeah, we'll get back at it again. And uh, yeah, just just been fun, guys. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and thank you all for listening. And I uh, I'll be back in a little bit to check in on what we got going on the free agent uh, spectrum. So take care until then. Go Phillies next year, and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you know. Don't get too down over this one and just, uh, yeah, enjoy the off season. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later, guys. Y'all take care.